Would you give Mary a warm welcome? Thank you. Many of us have been here for this um, for this weekend, and if you were here with us Friday night and Saturday morning, it's, um, you, you've already experienced some of Mary. And if you've not experienced Mary, so sad. I'm sorry. It's okay. <laughs> no. Um, you know, there's a, there's a lot about um, the, the Mary's gift, and she operates in the office of a prophet, but also in prophecy and, and so on. And it's really, you know, God's got an amazing ability through Mary to, for you to hear what you need to hear. So open your hearts. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Mary. Thank you, sir. Well, good morning, everyone. It's a real privilege to be here with you today. I promised my, I promised my brother Bert that I would not walk around so much during this time that I would keep my position right here. So, so I'm a little overwhelmed by the lights, but you know, praise God, it's good to be in the dark, not be in the darkness, be in the light. And I hope you don't mind if I take off my shoes. I really don't like shoes. And um, if it were possible, I would never wear them, but it is required many places. So I, I just thought I'd take them off for now and just kind of be relaxed. I want to share some things with you today. And um, I, I kind of was hoping if um, the Holy Spirit is still wanting to move in this, and I think he does, I was kind of hoping that we would... Um, we would participate together in some prophetic ministry, uh, especially here this morning. I'm assuming that most of you who are here this morning are members of this church, and so you came to be part of the fellowship that's here. And so we're going to, I'm going to press upon you about speaking some prophetic things for this church, because I believe that we need to um, proclaim what the intention is of God even for this year and beyond. You know, God has plans, and each church, each body of believers has a mandate for the neighborhood, for the place, for the city that they're in. And they also have a mandate to become uh, outreach to the community and also has a mandate to know the other churches in in their community as well so that we become a more powerful family and we become a more united group of believers so we're going to look to some of that today in the name of jesus and i just want to start by um, sharing i'm going to talk about inheritances today Okay. An inheritance in the natural can be anything a person values enough to leave to the next generation. An inheritance helps us to gain things that may have taken us years to claim. In other words, one generation's ceiling can be the next floor for the next generation to proceed from. I'm very, 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 very impressed by the Holy Spirit, very impressed by the Holy Spirit, that something we really need to do, in, in, like I'm older, but I won't tell you how old, so don't ask me, guess if you like. Um, I'm older and I feel compelled to want to speak to the next generation that's coming up so that some of the things that I've learned, they can move right into, and then they would be able to go much higher than what I achieved. And I believe that every church and every believer 
needs to look forward to the next generation and do something for them to help them, to encourage them, to let them know, hey, this stuff, it's the real stuff. And you should, you should concentrate on what's real and, and help them grow in, in Christ Jesus by the power of the Holy Spirit. So that's really important. And so that's where I want to go today. Um, let's see. In Deuteronomy 29, 29, I'm going to read it from here, and I guess it's going to be up on the screen, too. Thank you. Uh, it says, The secret things belong to the Lord, but those things that are revealed to us and to our children belong to us forever. Do you understand? What we have belongs to us forever. However, though, this is what I've noticed. Um, the tragic record of history in the church sometimes is that... Uh, there's been, when a revival comes, like you all have probably heard about the revival that's happening in Kentucky, and then a lot of other college campuses are saying that they are experiencing the very same thing. They're experiencing the presence of the Lord, and where the Lord is in his presence, they are feeling renewed. They're feeling re, you know, regenerated. They're coming back to some things they used to value and believe for, but got away from. And maybe, too, they're feeling that their lives don't matter anymore, but they're finding out that God has a purpose and a plan for them as they gather together. So it's working out really good for the young people who are attending. I think we all can use a little bit of a burst of, <laughs> of the power of the Holy Spirit refreshed in our lives in these days because we've been through a hard season, but we must stop worrying about the hard season we've been through and start looking towards the good future that has already been written in the book that you read the Bible and that is confirmed by the power of the Holy Spirit. So we are really leaving some things behind and moving forward. When the church moves forward, it's in a healthy place. When it sticks back around and mumbles and stays, oh, did you hear about this? Did you hear about that? I don't know what we're ever going to do. Oh, my gosh, don't you think it's getting darker than it was before? No. I personally don't. But some people do. And, and how can it be dark when you're the light? And so as long as you're here, you're the light of this world, and you overcome darkness. Darkness really has no power over you. I think the, the lessons we learn, if we're honest, because of what we read, what we studied, the words of Jesus, Jesus, Jesus said quite, I, I love this about Jesus, and I didn't give this scripture, but I'm going to share it anyway. He said, um, Remember, he was giving the Beatitudes, and he was speaking to all these people, and he, and he told them who they were and kept speaking to them. And, and what I love that he did was all of a sudden he looked out at them, regular, ordinary people. They came for healing. They came because they felt bad. They felt bad about themselves, but they heard something good about Jesus, so they wanted to hear what he had to say. And he looks out at all these people, and he says, you are the light of this world. Wow, Jesus, just like that, uh-huh. He called them into who they really were, and he told them how their light needed to shine, that if you're, 
they can't allow anything to try to convince them that that light has been put out. And so I'm speaking that to you today. You are the light of this world. If you don't allow that light to shine, what will happen? So you have something inside of you when you were in your mother's womb that God specifically called you for. Not everybody has to stand behind a pulpit and preach. Not everybody has to do that. Some people are going to move outside on the streets. Some people are going to move in the place where they work or in the job that they have or as a teacher, as a nurse, as a doctor, whatever occupation you have, going to be made a shining example and light of the goodness of God. How many songs did we sing today about the goodness of God? Did we sing a few songs about him? We did. So I guess it must mean he's really good. God's gotten a real bad rap for a long time because things have been spoken about him that is not about him at all. He's a good God. Is he an honest God? Yes. Does he tell the truth all the time? Uh-huh. Yes, he does. But is he a good father? Yes. 100% of the time. And if we believe that, then instead of being intimidated by what people might think of us, we would have the courage to go out and do what God has called us to do. You know, it's taken me a while to, to understand what I'm supposed to do. Has, is anybody here trying to understand what they're supposed to do for the kingdom of God? Mm -hmm. It's taken me a while. I, I, I was raised a Catholic. Nothing bad about that. Um, I got born again and filled with the Holy Spirit through a Catholic charismatic prayer meeting. I'm grateful for those people who led me to Jesus and told me about the Holy Spirit. Uh, some people started to speak words of, over me about being prophetic, and I thought, what the heck's that? <laughs> I mean, I had knowledge of what a prophet was, but I never thought of myself as prophetic or I thought of myself a little bit as pathetic. <laughs> but that wasn't the impression that God had. And, and, and I remember, and this thought came to me while I was sitting, listening to the praise and worship and participating. I remembered when I first started to move in prophecy at this prayer group I was associated with, there was somebody who didn't like me there. And they didn't like that I was moving in this gift. And so they began to tell the people that I was demonic and into witchcraft and all sorts of things, you know. And, and I was so naive, I didn't understand that sometimes when I came to the, uh, before the service, we would have a time of prayer where we would be in a different room and, and pray for the service. And when I would walk into the room, they'd start calling out demonic things. Yes, spirit of witchcraft. And I thought, oh, spirit of witchcraft, go in Jesus' name. I didn't realize they meant about me. Because I was naive, you know. I just thought, yeah, these people have been walking after God a lot longer than me. So if they're praying this, I'm going to pray it too. And I'll tell you another thing. I got the best parking places in the whole church. <laughs> because nobody wanted to park next to me. I think they thought whatever was, I was in my car and whatever was in there could jump off on their car or on them. So 
But I was naive. I didn't even realize that this was going on. I just thought, I'm part of the church. And I just continued to move along and do what I felt the Holy Spirit was doing until one day somebody explained to me the feelings that these folks had. And uh, I reasoned in my heart this, well, now, wait a minute. They've served God a lot longer than I have. So if they're seeing something, well, then there must be something. So I didn't know very much about deliverance, but I took my car and drove it to the park. I rolled down my window, and I said to the Holy Spirit, okay. I tried to put my fingers down my throat, you know, a little bit, <coughs> so I could cough up the spirit of witchcraft. And I, I said, in the name of Jesus, I'm sure the people who were walking through the park were very entertained by what I was doing in my car. And uh, in the name of Jesus, I command witchcraft to come out of me. And I was yelling and coughing it up. <coughs> and I don't know why somebody didn't call the police. Any moment I thought, they'll all be there. Because, because I thought, I'm going to get rid of this. But then I heard the sweet voice of the Holy Spirit. And he said, Mary? I said, yes, sir. What are you doing? I said, Lord, I am trying to get myself set free from the spirit of witchcraft. And he said, uh-huh. And then he said, I'll tell you something, Mary. I will say to you that there are some things I'm going to help you with in your life. That's for sure. But witchcraft is not one of them. And he told me, you roll up your window, turn on the car, and drive home immediately because what you're doing here is not true. And so he, he just straightened everything out in just a few moments. And so I asked him, well, what do I do at church? Do I continue to share? Do I continue to move forward? He said, yep. When I tell you something, you get up and you speak it. And when you're done hearing what I have to say and speaking it, you sit back down. And I said, you mean in front of all these people, even though, you know, they're not so happy with me? He said, absolutely. Amen. And so I did that. I did what he said, and eventually things turned around and changed. And that was because God was so good. And I'm just saying this to you all today. The gift and callings of God are without repentance. God has given you something. And sometimes people may not like what you have. And sometimes people may be jealous of the gift that you have. Because when there's jealousy, it's because people feel insecure about themselves. So I've learned to not respond to bad actions so much, but to respond to maybe, maybe this person is hurting in their heart, maybe they feel insecure, and to respond towards them in that way, which uh, actually has brought, brought me and brought them to a place where um, we could be friends and I could maybe minister to them as well. So those are the things that I've learned. And it's part of an inheritance that I've always wanted to, whoops, that I've always wanted to continue to pass on to the next generation. And I hope you feel the very same way. And I want to stir you up in that thinking today. Thank you, Jesus. The tragic record of revival in the United States is that it has never, has ever made it to a, a we have never made it a priority to leave a, next, to leave a spiritual inheritance to the next generation. 
we're going to make it a priority at this time to make sure we leave something to the next generation. And so that the next generation can leave something to the generation to come after them. As ever long as it takes until Jesus returns. So when revival comes, and revival does, and it hits our hearts and lives, things are going to be revealed to us, and manifestations of the Holy Spirit are going to absolutely be revealed to us. There are realms opening up to us that will make us realize what our destiny is. Things that are or have been hidden will now be made plain. Jesus said when he talked to his disciples, he said, that things that are revealed are for you and your children forever. That's what he said. They belong to you. They belong to your children forever. I want you to understand that. When Jesus shared some of the things he wanted them to know about the kingdom, he wanted to make sure that his disciples understood that they were supposed to take what he gave them and pass that on so that the kingdom could grow. It was never his intention for it to just to be a few people. It was always his intention for it to include everyone, whosoever would believe, whosoever would want to be part. That was his intention, and that's how he presented information many times. And he did the things he did publicly and openly so that everyone could see and so that everyone was invited to, to have hands laid on them or ministered to. And he didn't care, frankly, if it took him all day and all night to minister to those who needed him because he was doing things in public sight so that everyone could benefit. And that's the same with us. That's the same mentality we have to have. We're, this is a beautiful church. Your praise and worship was, was wonderful. The songs were inspirational. And when you were singing and praising God, there was a presence of the Lord that was in this room. Yeah. I always look for that no matter wherever I go. I look for it. And what it looks like to me, it looks like a fog that comes in the room, yeah. starting from the ceiling. And sometimes it'll move down a little bit because it covers the people who are praising and worshiping God. You've had several people bring some words during that time of praise and worship. One was a word of healing. And I know that God heals people just in that way. Sometimes you don't have to have hands laid on you to receive a healing. Sometimes because of the presence of God, there's healing in his presence. And so I'm expecting that people who have had lung issues are healed today in Jesus' name. It's, you know, it's really just that simple, isn't it? It's religion that has tried to make it a lot more complex, but it isn't that complex at all. So I guess I just want to remind you of some stuff. I want to remind you that um, there's mantles. There's things that have been left behind for the next generation to pick up. Um, in our church, we have a, a cafe, and we call it the General's Cafe. And in that cafe, it's a coffee cafe, there's a lot of pictures of people from the healing revival. I don't know if you've 
acquainted with a healing revival that was here in the United States for quite a few years. Like maybe it started in the, the late 50s, but it went all the way through like the 70s and the 80s. I mean, it just kept rolling along. And there were people like John G. Lake and Smith Wigglesworth and um, Paul Kane and William Branham and just different men and women of the faith. There was um, Amy Simple McPherson in California and uh, Marie Edward, Edward Woodward, I'm sorry, I didn't say her name right. Uh, all these people experienced something and brought healing to many, many people who gathered to hear them. And can I tell you something? They were weird. But they were anointed. And they stepped into some things that the church really hadn't seen very much of before. But the results were wonderful because thousands and thousands of people were healed. The man William Branham, if you ever could just read a little bit about his life, um, he had an amazing accuracy level in the prophetic. He would, give, he would give words of wisdom and words of knowledge that were like, I think they tried to you know, give him a range, like how much percentage is he correct. I would say he was like 99% correct in the words that he gave. He would tell you your name, your address, and what was wrong with you. And then the next thing he would say is, now, if you believe that I told you that and it came from God, then the next step is this. You're going to be healed now of that sickness. And then he would minister to those people. And guess what? They were healed in Jesus' name. He was a remarkable, remarkable man. And, and so were many of the others. They had different manifestations of the Spirit. And in and through those manifestations, they used that presence of the Holy Spirit to reach out to thousands and thousands of people. Did they, you know, did they have people not like them? Sure they did. They had tons of people not like them. But it didn't stop them because something inside of them knew that they were born for such a time as this and they refused to relent or give up. Now, you might say to me, well, you know, I'm just who I am. I'm just a little person, and I, I have no big designs on anything like that. Well, maybe you can just minister right where you are, right amongst the people that you know and love. But I guarantee you, once you start, you won't want to stop. Because you'll see the value of being able to share something from the heart of God with someone and watch them be changed right before your eyes. It's worth it. It's worth everything. It's worth being called a witch or whatever they want to call you. It's worth it. Who cares? Fine. No. As long as God knows me and thinks I'm okay, then I'm just going to keep doing this stuff and hopefully leave something behind for those who'll come up after me. And my prayer is that you will do better than me because I would want that for anyone who has this desire in their heart. Just like Jesus said to his disciples, hey, I'm sending you out, but 
He said at a later time, greater works than these shall you do because I go to the Father. He wasn't at all threatened if they did something greater than him. So I'm wanting to stir you up. I'm wanting you to believe that there's more to being a member of the church than just coming together once a week or twice a week. This is the place you're supposed to be strengthened in. This is the place where you feel down. You tell your brothers and sisters, hey, I had a terrible week. Bad things happen. Pray for me. Help me. And this is where you get the help you need. This is the place where you hear the gospel preached. Not that you don't know it. You do know it. But that you hear the gospel preached again and again and again. And you are so conscious of what Jesus did. You just are so conscious of the good news so that when you hear something that isn't good news, you're able to decipher that, nope, oh, poor little sweetie, no. Um, you remember exactly what you heard. This is the place where you bring words of encouragement to the rest of the members here. This is the place you come to share your testimonies. Hey, I was in the Walmart. And um, the Holy Spirit quickened me. There was this man in a wheelchair, and to, he just looked so distraught. But I felt like I was supposed to go to him and tell him that he could be healed. And guess what? Oh, I can hardly believe it. I laid hands on him, and he stood up out of that wheelchair and was totally and completely healed. This is where you bring those testimonies, because those testimonies will quicken and help other people. They'll encourage them. They'll reason in their heart. If God can do it through them, then God can do it through me. This is why coming together in church is, is required. <laughs> the word of God says that we should come together often. And it's important because this is the place where we're reminded that we're family and where we experience love from our brothers and sisters. And when you walk out of those doors after church, you should feel empowered. You should feel stronger than you were even when you came in. You should feel like, I'm going to do it, Lord. I'm going to do it. And nothing's going to stop me. This is the generational blessings that you have right now because there have been other Christians who have gone before you and cleared a path that you can now walk in. They've left something behind for you, okay? I just want you to feel excited about that. Well, thanks. Miracles are our inheritance. They belong to us. Well, I don't know. I just don't think I'm a miracle-working person. Oh, I'm so sorry. Maybe you want to think that one over again. <laughs> Miracles belong to us to distribute to people who need help. I want you to be encouraged in that. Listen, I'm not asking you to leave your house and go to a foreign country necessarily and work there. I'm just asking you to be open to the call of God that's on your life. It might be that very call, but I'm asking you to have an open heart, not to stay in your box, but to begin to go past your box 
We try so many times to put God in a box. He refuses to get in it. He won't go. He won't cooperate. He is who he is, and he makes that absolutely clear. He doesn't want to be in a box, and he doesn't want you to be in a box. Once again, I'm saying to you that you have been called to the kingdom for such a time as this. That's why I came here. I came here for this kind of sharing. I came here to remind you of the power of the Holy Spirit who lives inside of you. I came here to remind you that you hear God's voice. Yes, you do. And I came here to remind you that when you pray and ask God, God, please help me, he hears you. He's not waiting for you to say it just a certain way. Like, well, if you say it like this. He doesn't have those rules. Religious people have those rules. God does not have those rules. He looks at your heart. And when he sees your heart, he's pleased. Because he loves you. Sometimes... Um, I've talked with the Lord, and I said, Lord, you know, you have a pretty bad reputation in some places. <laughs> you know, people think you're real mean. He said, yeah, I know, and I'm not at all. You know, I, I, want, I want to let people know who the real God is and that he's good all the time. And I, I want you to do this. And I hope that you will feel some level of confidence because my prayer for you all has been, Lord, let them feel confident in knowing your voice. Let them feel confident in knowing that they can move in the power and the strength that you have. Let them understand that they're just as much a member of the body of Christ as any famous person that they see on the TV. That the same Holy Spirit lives in you that lived in Jesus when he was here. And do you understand that you didn't get less of the Holy Spirit? You got the full measure of the Holy Spirit that Jesus received. Amen. Jesus did everything, not as God, but as a man filled with the Holy Spirit. And that same anointing rests on you. So many people I know, they're waiting for a different time. Well, you know, yes, Mary, thank you. You know, one of these days I'm going to do this. And I think, well, I, I don't want to tell anybody to rush off before the Holy Spirit tells them, but I'm saying you might want to ask him. Because there is a timing to things, and he certainly knows what it is. There's a story in the Bible, and I think this is one of the... I'm sorry, I'm not doing all the scriptures. Um, there's a story in the Bible, in the book of Matthew, that's the story of the, the parable of the talents. And you all know that story, right? You've read it at least one time, I'm sure. And different talents are passed out. But there's one guy who decides to take what he has been given, and what does he do? He buries it. And when the master comes back, he's not real happy with that. And that's sometimes what we do with the gifts that we have in our life because we feel insecure. And so we bury it. We're grateful to have received it. Yes, 
I have the Holy, I'm grateful. But then we allow it to, we bury it and we don't use it. If you've buried your gifts, promise me today you'll take them back and let them be in your heart so that you could change this city. I'm going to tell you something, and I'm not going to walk off the stage. <laughs> Bert, I hope you're so proud of me. Uh, I'm going to tell you something. There is enough power in this room to change the whole state of Florida for the glory of God. There's enough power in this room to change the whole nation for the glory of God. You don't have a power problem. You have a believing problem. Fix the believing problem and move in the power. It's really just that easy. And I want you to know that. I, I, I had... A, God, because uh, sometimes I'm just like, I'm sorry. Uh, um, because I'm, I, I've been fortunate in my life to meet some different people in the faith who were older than me and who shared some things with me that I thought, wow. And um, one of them that I met was a man by the name of Neville Johnson, and he was from Australia. And I just, I just liked Pastor Neville. Um, he's at home with Jesus now. But I liked him so much. And uh, he tells a story in one of his teachings about he was sharing from Matthew chapter 1, uh, around verse 17. And he was sharing about um, the generations and how Jesus was that one generation that came. And he, he was sharing about it. And he said, yeah, there's... There was 14 generational, different generations. Uh, I, I wrote them down. Not all 14 of them, but let me find them. There were 14 generations between Abraham and David. There were 14 generations between David and Babylon. And there were 14 generations between when the children of Israel were carried away to Babylon to when Christ was born. That's what was supposed to happen. Well, this lady approached him after he was teaching that and said, that's not right. And he said, I beg your pardon. And he, she said, I counted the generations because they list them. I counted them. There's 14, 14, and 13. And she said to him, what do you think about that? And he said, <laughs> and he thought, the, frankly, he thought the lady was not right. Okay. And he said, well, I don't know what to tell you about that, but I'll check it out and talk to you about it. And he said, like the next, that night, he did some studying and he found out, wait a minute, she's right. There's only 13. And she, he said, God, there's a missing generation. And the Lord told him, not really. Christ didn't have any children, but you're his seed. You are the missing generation. You're 
the seed of Jesus Christ who's supposed to conquer and go through the whole world and proclaim the good news of the kingdom with signs and wonders. And that was just like so awesome. Um, in, in Isaiah chapter 53, and did I say it was verse 10? It'll probably be there. It, it talks about that very situation, how we are the seed of Christ. We are that generation. The church of Jesus Christ is the final generation. It isn't just in one age group or one period of time, but it's that generation who will belong to Christ until Jesus comes back. And they have signs and miracles and wonders to perform. Yeah. That's you. Yeah. I meet so many people who say um, that they're, they're not interested in uh, doing too much because they really are caught up in the fact that they believe the world is a horrible place. And it's going to hell in a handbasket or whatever. It's, it's like, what is a handbasket? I don't, <laughs> don't know. Is it like a big purse? I'm not sure <laughs> what that is. It always makes me wonder. Um, but, but that's not true. Because the world is filled with people who just don't know who Jesus really is. And you have the power and the authority to make things better. I want to read um, from this book. Let's see if I can find it. The book that I'm reading from, it's called The Physics of Heaven. It's a book that I like very much I, I teach a class from this book, teach a class in quantum physics, and I use this book as my text for it. So if you ever, you can order it on Amazon, okay? Here's what it says. It says, do you know why we're surrounded by a cloud of witnesses? In a relay race, you can have the fastest runner on the planet run the first leg of the race, who can pass the baton, to the second fastest runner on the planet, who can pass the baton to the third fastest runner on the planet. But everyone gets a prize according to how the last leg of the race is run. They're all waiting to see what we will do with what we have been given. We have been given an inheritance of generations. We have been given inheritance of hundreds of years of mysticism of revivalists of those who broke into realms of the spirit to leave something as an inheritance and it needs to matter to someone discovering the secret things that God has left for us must matter I believe one of the keys is for us to come to the place where we recover our sight where we learn how to give honor to those who are willing to sacrifice to make sure these mysteries are reclaimed there has never been a generation who has fully lived out an inheritance. 
Yet inheritance is the nature of God. It's the nature of scripture. It's the nature of the moves of God. It was supposed to be that way from the very beginning. The word of the Lord says this as well, at least in my heart, it says this. The safest place for you to be is in the kingdom because the kingdom will always move forward. It doesn't retreat. It doesn't go back. If something is wrong, the Holy Spirit helps it get back where it needs to be, but it is constantly moving forward. That's the kingdom that we have inherited from the generations before us who found out, yeah, healing is for everyone. Yeah, the Holy Spirit is for everyone. Yeah, prophecy is for everyone. Yeah, words of wisdom, words of knowledge for everyone. Everything that the Holy Spirit has is for everyone. And so it's for you. You don't have to decide everything today, but I would ask you, to prayerfully go to God and ask the Holy Spirit just what he wants you to do. I guarantee you, he will tell you. And you won't, you'll be shocked <laughs> because you'll think, you think I can do that? And he'll say, yes, because you're filled with the life of God. You are the only representatives that God has here on earth, the church. People will come into this church and fill it to overflow, just like your conference name. As you display the goodness of God outside these doors, people will want to come. They're looking. They're searching. They have tried everything. They've done everything, and it didn't make them feel what they hoped it would make them feel. Some of them have spoken hateful things because they're angry and frustrated. And when they hear the truth of the love of God and who Jesus is, they'll change. And they'll lead so many other people into the kingdom. You know, during COVID, we were told not to be contagious and to go into quarantine when, if we were contagious. I'm calling you out of quarantine. You are contagious, by the way. But it's a good contagion. And what you're going to give people will change their lives for good. So quarantine is over. Come out, church. Come out in your fullness. Come out in the glory that God has put in you. Come out in the love of God. And give it away to as many people as you can. The more you give away, the more it will come back. The greater it will be. You'll never be able to outgive God. Praise you, Jesus. All right. Now... Can I come off the stage now? Okay. But do I have to wear my shoes? Okay. okay. Thank you, Jesus. Um, here's, here's what I kind of thought we would work on today. I have some words I'm going to give to some of the folks here. 
Um, I probably won't be able to minister to everyone today because of the time, time thing today. Um, I hope you'll come back tonight. That'd be super if you could. Uh, but I wanted to do something for the church here, um, for the group of people who are inside of, um, that I met with kind of this morning. I wanted to do something with them. Certainly wanted to do something for the pastors here. I'm a pastor. I never wanted to be one. I got railroaded into being a pastor. They told me, uh, you'll be speaking the next week. I said, I, I don't even know if I want to go to this church. So, but I showed up, and I've been a pastor there now for a very long time. And I can tell you the pastor's job is a hard job. And why it's hard is because um, people come, and uh, they, they'll go, and sometimes you never know why they left. And you'll think, well, what, what happened? Why, why did it work that way? Because you weren't told. It's like, um, and it's always, a sh it's always a shock to me. It's like, ah, what happened? You know, so it's a hard job. They won't leave, however. They're here until God, if God tells them something else, then they would leave. But they're here, come rain or shine. Yeah. You know, when the, when the attendance is high, when the attendance is low, when the money is there to pay all the bills, and when the money isn't there to pay all the bills, they are here. Amen. And they will always be here. So that if you're sad or scared or something tragic happens to you in the middle of the night, this is where you call. These are the people you get a hold of. And no matter what they're doing, they come and get you and rescue you and bring you to where you need to be. So what I want us to do today is to honor the pastors and honor the team that works here. And I want the honor to come from us who are here so that you can, so you can, if you, I want you to, how many of you have the Holy Spirit? I'm looking. If there's anybody here who doesn't have the Holy Spirit, and if you want to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit today, would you please see me after church? It would be my privilege to lead you into the baptism of the Holy Spirit. He is not an option, but a wonderful, beautiful partner and necessity that you will need to live your life as a, as a Christian, okay? So if that's you, I'm happy to minister the Holy Spirit to you. Very, very happy. So happy. Um, I want you to then, if, if you have the Holy Spirit, I'm going to ask Karen and Shannon to stand up. I'm going to give them part of a prophetic word that I have received. And then I'm going to ask if there's anybody here who wants to give them a prophetic word. You don't have to talk for an hour or anything like that. You could talk for a few minutes. Here's the rule. When the Holy Spirit talks, you say what he says. When he stops talking, you stop talking. You do not have to explain what the Holy Spirit said through you. They'll ask the Holy Spirit, and they'll understand what to keep and what not to keep. 
So it'll be very easy. But it's an opportunity for you to share what you have. Okay? All right. So we're going to do this together, right? Right. And, I'm going, and then when we're done, we're going to bless the team that helps. And then when we're done, because we have to leave at 12 o'clock, okay? Is that right? Close enough. Okay. I just... Oh, okay. So I'm just trying to do the right thing. Okay. That's when your partner Marley will be here. Ah, thank you. So we're going to, but I want to press and, and have you help with this. I don't want you to be spectators here. Do you understand? I want you to be activated. Now, I could pray a prayer over you to get you all activated, but I kind of think you already are. So I'm going to operate from that point of view then in Jesus' name, okay? You're activated. If you have the Holy Spirit, honey, you are activated. Do you got it? Okay. So me first, then some of you happy people here could minister, or some of you happy people out there could minister. Okay. Well, I've known these people for a while. I'm going to take off my glasses. I'm going to put this here because they'll fall down. I've known these people for a while, and I understand that even in the past few years, there have been some real hard things. They didn't share them. <laughs> they kept them right here between themselves. And some of them were a little bit heartbreaking in some ways. So I'm speaking a healing for their hearts right now in the righteous name of Jesus. They didn't, they didn't bear any grudges against anyone. They didn't put themselves in any position like that. But it took a, a toll on them. And so we're speaking for a new season for healing for them totally and completely. Refreshment of their dreams and hopes and ministry that they would be able to move into the next phase of all the good plans that you have together and uh, that they would be filled once again with the power of the Holy Spirit. The gifts would be activated. This church, this building, um, I've been to this building many times through the years and there's there's unfinished work here and and it still is the promise of God that has yet to be achieved or fulfilled but I believe the time for that is now in the name of Jesus there's a heavenly presence here there's a presence of the Father here, and it has remained. Every night that I've been here, I have felt that presence in this church. And I know that it's here and will remain so that people will be drawn to come and will be healed. I believe this place will be a great healing place, a spirit of healing the sick. In every way a person can be sick including emotionally, all in Jesus' name. I believe that when I see you, Shannon, I see something, um, I see something 
I see that you're the pastor. I know you've been an evangelist in your lifetime. I know you love that. And I just see that there will be opportunity for planting places in other parts of the world. And you'll have opportunity to do that in Jesus' name. And you also have opportunity to be broadcasted throughout the world in Jesus' name. So if you can't go there, then the, the communication system that's so powerful that we have these days will definitely bring that there. I know you're not specifically looking for that, but you are a little bit looking for that. I know that you don't care so much about being famous, but what you care about is seeing the gospel spread to all the world. And frankly, that kind of communication can do that. It can show it. And I believe that the television programs will have signs and wonders on them that people will actually see and be like, I saw a miracle. And it will make them feel encouraged in Jesus' name. I will say this over this church and over you both. Money will not be your problem. It will not be your problem. Thank you, Jesus. And, and um, Karen, I believe you do have a powerful prophetic anointing on your life. What I like about you is that you're always thinking. Okay? You're always like, okay, now we need to do this. Okay, I remember that. Okay. And, and you, you just kind of are able to remind people, okay, this and this and this. So you're always looking towards something, not yourself. So I bless that in you, in the name of Jesus. But there is a very deep spiritual side that you have and a very big love for people that you have that um, you'll minister uh, to them and bring them from death to life. In Jesus' name, and call them into the kingdom. And I know you're not intimidated to share what God gives you, and that's a very good thing, so I bless you in that. And the thing is that this, these blessings that you have will go to your children, and it will go to your children's children, and then to their children, you know, unless Jesus returns and we're all in heaven then. But it is a generational blessing. Amen. So we release that blessing over you in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Does anybody here have a word you want? Yes, come on. Mm -hmm. I hear the word momentum. Momentum. At the beginning, it seemed like, like it was square wheels on a vehicle. But preparation time is never wasted time. I hear momentum because the Spirit of the Lord is drawing. You have a team. You've been building a team. God is bringing people to this church for such a time as this. So the momentum is picking up. But be led of my spirit. Be led of my spirit, for you know my spirit. No other voice will you follow but my voice, Amen. my time, my way. 
momentum. Momentum. Ma'am, are you waiting to give a word to Come on over here. <laughs> um, a couple of years ago, I told you, Corin, about how the Lord had told me how you love butterflies. And this whole place is a metamorphosis. It's like a chrysalis of waiting to open. Is that beautiful butterfly. And it's come about. And Shannon, at first I used to think that you held back a little bit, but in the last, I don't know, four or five months, you've opened up so much. And the Lord is so pleased with both of you for what you've done. And he loves you so much. And when you talked about the fruit, the cornucopia on the roof, it's happening. I see it everywhere. And the Lord says, it's just going to get bigger and bigger and bigger. And you're just going to be, you know, the voice that everybody hears. They're going to hear about you, and you're going to, they're going to come, and more and more of them are going to come. And it's just that butterfly is going to get bigger. It's going to start flying everywhere. And praise God. Amen. He loves you so much. You know a little bit about my background. I understand pastorship. No matter what seasons, there's going to be highs and lows. And just like people will come and go, things will be good, things will be low. But the Lord says that the work that he has started in you, he is well able to perfect it until his day. So do not worry. Praise God. He's brought you through a lot of things. And you've had to make some tough decisions to get to where you are now. And you're no longer tied to your past, but the future is wide open to you. And the imaginations of the things that are being developed in your heart is the direction that God is taking you. And you together will be a powerful ministry as well as you individually being powerful in what you do. And the invitations that are going to come to you, at first you'll take them all, but then you'll have to be selective. And God will give you the wisdom to understand where you need to be and who you need to be with. And your staff is going to continue to grow so that some of this care that is required for this church will be distributed among other people that you trust, that have your heart, that hold your vision. And they will stand with you in the power and the anointing. And the miracles and signs and wonders that you've seen in the past will be considered small to what is coming in your future. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. Appreciate that. Ma'am? I spoke words back before COVID. I spoke words that the Lord, when 
when you had discouragement. And sitting back there today, not only has he begun the harvest, which I've told you, these walls I saw like a dam breaking these walls down and everything you're pouring in here is out. Not, not used, just not anything. Obey him. The word I gave you earlier on that paper is missing things because that's not the way the Lord really works through me. So it's like my flesh has to concentrate on writing. Obey him. And all he's asking in that obeying is that you rest, child, mm -hmm. so you can What worrying about if you offend people? <sighs> because you're standing on the rock. Always. You don't fall off. You think you do. Mm. <laughs> you never fall off. I see this place as a hospital, as a God showed me. And uh, you're the surgeon, as surgeon. And you're the nurse, his head. And you can't do the surgeries without you. So you're both together. This is like tag. But you, Pastor Shannon, I see that uh, as you speak the words of God, up here is really um, the table, like a surgeon, you know, the operating table. And you might be up there and you might be speaking to each one of us, but we're all up on that table. And I see that God said that the deeper things you will use, his scalpel. But for the lighter things, you will use a laser. And you, Pastor Shannon, or Karin, you'll be handing him these tools, each one. And he might get it wrong for a minute, and then he'll say, oh yeah, this is it. This is the right one. But as you do, you will cut whether it's a head problem, whether it's in their eyes, whether it's in their hearts, 
whether it's wherever in the body. That is what God has used you. And I will say, and it's already begun because it started. It's already started in me. I've been on that table many times, and many people, I believe that, will be coming through these doors, and you'll be constantly, and you're going to have to have many surgeons and many nurses coming after you. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, ma'am. <laughs> I love you guys. You know, I've we've had our times many a times, many a times, and um, being engaged in this church for the years that we have been, he's given me many, many visions. And um, a couple of months, about a year or so ago, he said, within this ministry, I'll see them come to pass for what my heart is from my body, my church family. And um, what he put on my heart when, even before he almost started speaking was, I see you as a tree. As tall as you are this way, the further your roots fall this way. And the health of the tree is by the nourishment of the ground. And the fruit from that, the richness of the fruit comes from the fertility of the ground. And we know where you're grounded. I know you're grounded. And this may sound, I use weird illustrations with her sometimes, like a, being a bucket and dropping a bucket in there. And the, the water f f coming out of it was one of them that she was being able to, with her impact in people's lives, of being able to flush things out of people. But I saw you as a recliner. <laughs> I know that's funny. But you think about a recliner, people look to rest and find refreshing within that recliner. Once they get there, they rest, and they forget about things that are happening. And you have, I've seen it, you know. <laughs> I've, I've seen it all over you that you have that capacity. And again, especially with women. With women. And there's a couple of women in here that you may be teaming up with or something, but I see a woman's health and vitality and just life coming to the women that have been beat down and battered up. And they're going to come and recline and be strengthened. Come on up a little closer, guys. There we go. Hold the mic. Yep. You're the fourth one. <laughs> I just got to remember. So, what the Lord is showing me, you guys coming and going, like you always have. But, give me your hands. Never lose that right there. When you're getting pulled this way and that way, let this be the last thing that you, makes up your mind whether you should go or not. Never lose that. Because through this is what we receive. Bless you, God. power couple I think I told all one of your children this um, in the back room I was like God knew what he was doing wow you just compliment each other so much and um, I see this place as a place of refuge for weary souls hence the name Lake Haven 
even myself, I see myself as a ship coming in, possibly eventually having to move out. But I see you preparing God's soldiers, not just staying here. People are going to come in, but a lot are going to move out um, and make big changes. I also, a while ago, saw you pushing the plow. I was reading in Proverbs, and it said, don't look back. And um, someone earlier was saying about maybe fear of offense or whatever it is, but I see meekness on you. That's power under control. Jesus' meekness, I see the gentleness, but woo, I see power. And don't look back. He's telling you what to say. You say it, don't look back. And you are so gentle. And that scene, don't worry what they think. We know you're gentle. Okay. Ma'am. Power under control, yes. How many times have I said that to you? I think you're just going to pop <laughs> sometimes when he's speaking. It's crazy. But the word that I got, and I think I mentioned it a long time ago, that when I first started coming here five years ago, I saw this church <clears throat> as a crosshairs. Uh, places coming together, people coming together, people meeting here in this place at such a time as this, and even though it was five years ago, it's such a time as this then and now, and it's still going on, and now online, wow. Because you've come from so many places and the background and the missions, it speaks volumes. You're reclaiming this territory, this Eustace, this needed to be done here and now, and, um, I say don't stop. Everything they've said has been spot on, and it's so awesome that we have this opportunity to tell you. Thank you. Hey, guys. I just wanted to thank you guys for um, helping us with the loss that you guys know about and being there for my family. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> First time got this. Uh, there is no jealousy or greed with the Holy Spirit or God's love. And that's what you project, and that's what you bring, and that's what you're handing out all throughout this church. The mission and the vision of this church is not to amass. The mission of this church is to, in the night, to be that beacon of light that shows them where to go out into the world and take his word. Amen. Okay. Amen. Sir? Run like Elijah. If y'all would, just place your hands on your stomach. This young man here, when he first started, talked about the breath of God. When God spoke to Adam, he breathed seed. Every seed of every man that would ever exist in the earth was breathed into Adam. And you were partakers and carriers of that seed. 
Sean just come up and gave you a hug. He was a seed from our church in Colorado. Andy and Amber and Hunter were seeds from our church in Colorado. Those were seeds, and today God says the breath of life is breathed, but it's your job to uncover the dirt so that the seeds can bring forth life. Hi. <laughs> I'm going to really try hard not to cry. I love you guys. That what I what I heard, I heard these these prison doors. They're very heavy. Very, very heavy doors. I hear locks being opened and door upon door upon door being opened up. And you guys are freeing so many people. Wednesday at Overflow, I had commented that Jennifer was a hard act to follow and proceeded to give the word I received. <laughs> Over there, she said to me, you gonna follow me again? I said, yes, but I only have one word. It's sincerity. Because of your sincerity, Look at the life you have shared with so many of us. You've been there when we've needed you, no matter what, if it's a high or a low, and we love you for it. Thank you. You can be, you can be seated. <laughs> um, if you're in staff here, let, let me look at my watch. 12 o'clock, what should I do? Go. Finish it with the staff? Gotcha. If you work here and are on staff, would you stand up, please? I know some of you I've ministered to before, but, um, sir, would you come over here? Um, and, and, do you want department leaders too? Oh. Depart should I say department leaders? Department leaders? Okay. And where's my friend Bert? Can you come up? Okay. Here he comes. I've promised him a word. <laughs> I'm going to do you, give you your word first. I, I just, I'm speaking a healing for you today. Um, I'm speaking a healing for your heart through the circumstances and the storms that you've come through in these past years because they've been pretty major. They've been major in the ministry. They've been major in your, in your family life. I understand that. And you weathered those storms. And you came out the other end of the storm with your faith intact. God is so proud of you, Bert. He is so proud of you. He says, well done. And you know what the scripture says, you've been over some things, but now he's gonna put you over more things because you have displayed your heart to him and he knows he can absolutely trust you. So. 
I know you have a lot of creativity and creative ideas in your head. And I'm calling them forth in Jesus' name because it's time for them to come from there so they can be seen and displayed. And I also know that you're, you'll do that and people will take notice of the programming and the TV work that's done here and it will get a wonderful reputation outside of these walls. That's part of the future. But Bert, it, I know you can do that and it's a talent that you have. God bless you for that. I believe you also have a gift to preach the word of God. You have a gift to preach God's word. That's been a little bit stolen from you in some ways, but I'm calling it back in Jesus' name exactly as it was meant to be in Jesus' name. And I'm thanking God that during, it's like during the time when you were challenged, God threw a, a, a mantle over you and it actually protected you from the words of other people so it would not come into your heart and make you bitter. So you've been protected and now you're not needing that mantle so much so God replaces it with another mantle that is filled with his word and the power of his presence. So wherever you go, you'll be covered in Jesus' name. And he's got some surprises for you. I'm often scared when God tells me he has surprises. Because sometimes his idea of a surprise is like, holy cow, boy. Surprises for you. Mm -hmm. But you're going to like them. And you've dreamt, you've dreamt of them. And they're going to come to pass in Jesus' name. I speak a quickening of the power of the Holy Spirit for absolute health and healing in Jesus' name. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Healing virtue touches and quickens his physical body in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 I, I was just remembering one time um, when I was having some, some trouble with the spirit of fear. God told me, he said, don't worry, Mary, I'm going to drive the spirit of fear out of you. And I told him, Lord, the fact that you said that just made me afraid. <laughs> because I have no idea what you will have to do to get rid of that spirit. And frankly, it's scary to me right now. <laughs> He's so patient, isn't he? Okay, um, are the people here? Okay, sir, would you come here? What is your name? Kyle. Kyle? Yes, ma'am. May I put my hand on you? Yes. Okay. Kyle, um, I just want to speak a word of blessing over you in the name of Jesus. Um, you're also a very organized, well-put-together person in ideas and how you see things coming to pass. In Jesus' name. And I like that about you. But inside of you, there's a very big dreamer. Somebody who sees in the realm of the spirit and 
oh my gosh, it, it, it's very much inside of you. And so I'm encouraging and pushing on that part of you that dreams big dreams. And I believe in the time that we're in now, uh, according to Joel chapter 2, verse 28, the word of the Lord says that he will pour out his spirit, I believe, get ready for a quick and more pouring out over your life, especially in the realm of prophecy and dreams in Jesus name and those dreams will be significant some of them will be for the future um, some of them will be warnings and some of them will just be dreams about your friendship with the Lord and him visiting you in the night so I bless that for you in Jesus name peace peace brother and rest both for you tonight, today, in Jesus' name, amen. amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Jen? Yes. <laughs> oh, he's so proud of you. I want to impart prophetic anointing on your life in the name of Jesus. You told me that you move in the pro prophecy, and so I ask for an, some more in Jesus' name. I don't get the feeling that you're intimidated by what God tells you. You'll be quite willing to say those kind of things, but God is going to start to speak to you some things that are outside of your box of experience, okay? And that's where it will feel like you're kind of walking out on the ice. But don't worry, you won't fall through or break through the ice because God will keep you right on top. But you have an extremely trusting heart when it comes to God. He is your absolute daddy. Yes. And he loves you with all that he is. And I know that through the teachings you gained here, you are able to see yourself how God sees you in the things of the past that tried to chase you, they've been removed. And when the enemy comes knocking at your door, God answers the door. So that's how protected you are. Protection and safety do mean a lot to you. They're very important. And God has a covenant promise with you that he will be your protection he will be your safety. Also, I want to speak a financial blessing over your family in the name of Jesus, that you'll have everything you need, because I think in your heart you're ready to make some moves, you know? And God will provide all you need according to his riches and glory through Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Um, come on over, sir. And. And we're gonna we're gonna do this. Your name, sir? Jim. It's not Usher. No. Okay. <laughs> oh. It is most of the time. I understand. <laughs> Jim, I just want to bless you. Um, you're a leader. You have a gift of leadership on your life, and what I like about you is you're not bossy. You come from a good nature and a good heart of leadership. I also believe you're a teacher that you have a very strong teaching gift on your life, too. Um, I don't know, uh, do you teach anything from the Word at this particular time? I've done life groups over the years. Mm -hmm. In your home? Here. Here? I just see your home also being opened up to people 
who would come and receive the word of God. And, and um, some of them will be quite interesting. Uh, they already have. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I've been with them sometimes. Um, they'll be quite interesting, but I feel the love of God in you, and you will minister to them with inside of the very beautiful love of God in Jesus' name. I'm supposed to speak a new job opportunity over you in the name of Jesus, too, that you deserve it, and it'll be better. More money. Yes. In Jesus' name. So I speak that for you in Jesus' name. Amen. Mm -hmm. Someone come on over. This is where the light is. Let's walk over here. What's your name? Casey. Casey? Yes, ma'am. Oh. Mm -hmm. I just want to bless you, Casey, in the name of Jesus. Um, I'm speaking of healing in your family right now in Jesus' name. Just that things are restored not so much within those who live in your house but some who are outside of your house that would be restored in the name of jesus also um i think you have a lot of gifts and talents inside of you and i'm putting a demand on them in the spirit for them to come out in jesus name that you wouldn't be shy or intimidated in any way and that um, when god shows you something that you'll feel free to share exactly what he said because I do believe that God shows you a lot of things. I think I'm seeing a little bit of your intimate, more intimate times with the Lord and um, you come to him as a child who comes to their dad. So there's a lot of intimacy between you and the father and, and that makes you someone who can help other people who don't know the Father like you do. And I believe you're a rescuer. You're somebody who rescues people when they're in terrible trouble. And you just let them talk for a while, and then you tell them the good news of the gospel. And that's a very important thing, because God is a tremendous rescuer. So you take after your Father. I want to also believe some prosperity for you, in Jesus' name, that um, you have more than enough for what you need, and for your family, in Jesus' name. And there's, there's even, you know, the Bible says that the wealth of the wicked is stored up for the righteous. I speak that over you, too, because there's something inside of me that's recognizing that you were cheated in some ways. And so I'm speaking for that to be restored and returned to you in the righteous name of Jesus Christ. Perfect health and blessings in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. That's that lady rose again. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she's so, oh my gosh, should I cast the spirit of shy out of her? <laughs> Holy kidding her. God bless you, Rose. You're a lot of fun. I sure always look forward to talking to you. So I bless you. Um, you, have, you. You have a certain way that you present yourself. Like, yeah, you know. But this is one of the most kindest, sensitive,
people you will ever meet in your life. She wears her heart on her sleeve all the time. It's so funny you're using those words because those came to me this morning when I was at home doing my Bible study. Yeah, she's just, (laughs) and she's a very transparent person. What you see is what you get. She's not hiding anything from anybody. And um, I just want you to know that as you and, and your wonderful husband, I don't mm-hmm. see him anywhere for a He's moment. He's over there behind us. Oh, okay. Oh, there he is. <laughs> as you and your wonderful husband travel together, God is going to put you in some situations where you're going to meet people who will seem tough, but you will have the words to speak to them that will give them life. And they will, they're looking and they're searching for Jesus Christ. And you guys are going to see a lot of people come into the kingdom. I actually seen you conducting some, you both conducting some meetings outside. Like, um, I don't know where you all are, if it's a park or something, but it's someplace outside and people are coming to hear the gospel. And they're being healed and saved and filled with the Holy Spirit. So. I bless you in that. You. I'm speaking a quickening of health to you, too, Thank in you. Jesus' name. That well, I every received it this morning, too, when he spoke about from the lungs. lungs. Praise God. Because so. I do have a lung issue. So. Well, I then, don't anymore, though. No, you're good. I don't have. <laughs> you're good to go. It's gone. Amen. God bless you. Rose. Thank you. Uh-huh. Ma'am. We talked yesterday, right? Friday. Friday, okay. Yes. Let me, yes, I remember. I just didn't have the day right. Okay. Um, I liked your singing today. I was blessed by that in the name of Jesus. I believe that you have the song of the Lord and that sometimes the Holy Spirit was going to come upon you and you're going to sing in the realm of God's Spirit. And there'll be great healing in that manifestation of God's spirit. It'll be healing from depression and anxiety, something you may be familiar with, but something people out here are really going to need. So such as you have received, you're going to be able to give away in Jesus' name. So that is the, the, the gift that I see really wanting to emanate from you. And it will bring in just a healing for people emotionally. People are really struggling in that realm. They're really hurting in that realm. And uh, you're going to set them free in Jesus' name. You have a ministry of freedom. Freedom for you, freedom for them. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, yes, come on over. And I remember you too, right? Was that yesterday? Okay, thank you. (laughs) Thank you for helping me. (laughs) So I'm going to lay my hands on you. I think I mentioned to you about the prophetic yesterday, didn't I? Okay, I'm going to continue to push in that realm in the name of Jesus for open door to minister in prophetic words. And also... um, God will use you for healing, and here's how. He'll give you the prophetic word about what somebody needs, sort of like Steve gave today, and you'll be able to know what somebody needs without them telling you, and then speak that over them and see them healed 
in Jesus' name. Both of those gifts will work together in your life, and I can't wait for you to start practicing more and more. So there's a real spirit of encouragement that God's pouring out on you right now. I know you're in agreement with it. I know you want to, but now we speak the encouragement in Jesus' name. And no fear in Jesus' name. We cancel any spirit of fear in Jesus' name. Amen. Come bless you. Okay, come here, Stephen. I've known him for a little while. We're friends, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. Been through quite the year, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, but that is behind you now in the righteous name of Jesus Christ. Yes. And what it has left in, what it has left from that experience is a healer. God is going to continue to use you in the realm of healing in so many powerful and wonderful ways. And you're going to see people healed when you lay hands on them. And you know what, Stephen, it won't be because you have to figure out, now what do I say in this? So not so much here, more here, okay? We switch it. But just when you lay hands on them, they'll be healed. God is going to make it very, very simple, very easy, and very quick because people are going to come to you who are worried and scared about their health, and you're going to be able to soothe them and help them and tell them what God has done for you and what God is willing to do for them. Isn't it something that the situation that was the most troubling is going to be the, the point of your stepping into the ministry that God has for you yeah. and your wife too, yeah. in Jesus' name. Yes. So I just bless that in yeah. you, in the name of Jesus. And I, I want you to know that God is going to give you more money. Yeah. Yeah. He really is. You're a good steward. Yeah. You give. Yes. And God is getting ready to yeah. just pour out a blessing on you. What yeah. does it say? He's going to open the windows yes. of heaven? and pour you out a blessing. Yeah. So I speak that over you in Jesus' yes. name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay, gotcha. Um, Keith? Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Would you extend your hands towards him? Could you turn around? I know it's bright. Sorry. <laughs> but it, it'll be fast in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Um, I wanted you to turn around this way because I wanted to see your feet. <laughs> and there they are, just where they're supposed to be. <laughs> Don't you like when things work out? <laughs> I do. And, and what I'm going to speak over you, how lovely are the feet of him who brings the good news. I believe that your assignment is to go places and to bring the absolute good news of the kingdom with you. You have practiced for lots of years, and I think you've probably done some of that in your lifetime and brought the good news, but there is a real call once again on you to go and bring the good news of the gospel. And so I lay hands on you. I come in agreement with the Holy Spirit, and I thank God for the ministry of rescuing people from the kingdom of darkness and bringing them in to the kingdom of light. Blessings in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Yes, sir.
Oh, yes, that's right. We have dueling Davids here. Okay. Well, this David. It's bright here, isn't it? It is bright Yeah. Um, I'm just going to lay hands on you. I remember some of the things from the last time, but what I didn't see the last time was how big of a heart you have. I missed that. So I wanted to call that out this morning in the name of Jesus and tell you that um, you have such a big heart for people. It is so powerful. It is your most powerful gift, even more powerful than your playing the cello, even more powerful than those kind of things. It's that love that you have. And uh, you feel things for people when they speak to you. And it's kind of hard sometimes to feel so many people's feelings and stuff, but you handle it very well because it drives you to want to pray for them and it drives you to want to do something for them. And uh, I think that in your future, God is also going to send you some places where you're going to do music, I guess, part of it, but part of it is you're going to release the love of God in places and people will be born again immediately by the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. You won't even have to lay hands on them. Just that release of love is going to do it for them. And so I speak that over you. I'm so glad that um, you didn't let the cares of this world and the mean things that could have ha that happened affect your heart. I'm so glad that you chose to love God with all that you were. When you get to heaven someday, it's not like now or anything like that, okay? When you get to heaven someday, you're going to run into a lot of people that you didn't know about who say, will greet you and say, thank you. Thank you. Amen. God bless you. Okay, other Dave. Would you extend your hands towards him too, please? And I'm going to put my hand on you and just bless you. I know we talked a little bit yesterday, but I'm blessing you today and what you're going to do. Um, I think God has some new assignments for you. Okay. So open your heart and ask him, is there something more you're going to want from me? I think one of the things that he might want from you is to um, minister to younger people and to call them into the kingdom. Uh, I think that you will attract a number of young people just by you know your tats and all the things that you have they'll be interested but what they're missing is the heart of the father and you definitely have that to give to people so i think you you have a very powerful evangelical you know evangelist things to do as well so i'm calling you forth in that in jesus name and I think you'll be able to do that. Also, um, just one minute. There's things you don't say, okay? God knows every one of them. 
I'm not saying that to you because you're saying bad things, but things that you have in your heart that you're concerned about, that you worry about, and you try not to speak them out loud, but God the Father wants me to assure you that he knows about every single one of them, and he's there to help you through them and to relieve you from any anxiety or concern or stress that you have. He'll carry it for you. What did Jesus say? Um, he, he said that his yoke was easy mm. and his burden was light. Yes. I speak that over you. I receive it. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. I like that scripture because Jesus is telling about who he is. He's saying, now my yoke is easy, my burden is light. I always pay attention when Jesus is telling something about himself so I could have that sowed in my heart. Yes, Lord, yeah, I'm making it so much harder <laughs> than it needs to be. Uh, I can do that. You know, I can definitely make things too hard. Well, I guess we're done. <laughs> Okie dokie. God bless you all. Thank you very, very much. Thank you, guys, for, for coming. Um, thank you for your patience. Thank, thank you, Mary. Um, we so appreciate that. Doesn't, don't you like how Mary flows? Do you notice it's not what, just what Mary says, although it is. She says some very profound things in between. It's kind of woven in. You've got to have ears to hear, right? Um, but it's great to watch how Mary flows. So we have one last um, service tonight at 5 p.m. where we're going to do that communion, and there will be some Q&A opportunity as well. And Mary does, um, if you want to, I don't know how early we'll be here, but um, I know Mary would be happy to pray with you if, you if you would like her to pray with you. So, amen. Well, thank you for your patience this, this morning. I know we've gone a little longer than normal, but um, appreciate it. God bless you guys. See you later. Thank mm -hmm. you.